Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Kylie Says. I did an Instagram poll asking if you were interested in a podcast on Reiki, and I got a 100% response rate that said, yes, you want to learn more about Reiki. That's super exciting. So today I'm going to do a little bit of a Reiki tell-all. So I'm going to dive into what Reiki is, where it originated and what the purpose is, what to expect if you do a Reiki session, how to prepare and questions to ask afterwards, how to then decompress and evaluate what you were told, where do you go to get a Reiki session performed and what does it cost? And then when or how do you know if Reiki is right for you? What is one of the things that pulls you towards it, or if it seems so cuckoo kachu for you, then maybe now is not the time for you. But I thought that this would be a really awesome way to kind of cover some of the other avenues of spirituality and wellness that I've been pursuing, because this is the Reiki session that I received most recently is not my first Reiki session. It is my first in-person Reiki session, but I have done a virtual Reiki session before, but I will say that virtual versus in-person, there is absolutely no comparison. In-person is 1,000 times better. So we'll start at the top in covering what Reiki is, where it really originated, and what the purpose of Reiki is. So Reiki is basically a form of therapy that's based on this Eastern belief that vital energy flows through your body. So the idea is that a practitioner who specializes in Reiki will use gentle touch and place their hands just above your body or on your body to help guide your energy in a way that promotes balance and healing. It was founded by um, a Japanese man named Mikao Usui and it was developed way back in the 1920s. And the term comes from two words that are Japanese, rei, which means universal, and ki, which translates to a life force of energy. So universal life force energy. And that is so fascinating and beautiful to me. And there have been studies on Reiki for conditions like depression, anxiety, and pain. And this Reiki would be more of a complementary therapy to some of those like proven medical treatments and it doesn't obviously cure anything itself, but how it actually works, like what does Reiki actually look like and what does it do? So Reiki is basically where you lie on a massage table and I had a combination of Reiki and massage. So I was undressed for my session, but usually if you're just doing a Reiki session, you'll be dressed and the practitioner will basically focus on the flow of energy or the blockage of energy throughout your entire body, focusing on your chakra system. So your chakra system, if you're unfamiliar, is based on your chakras, which chakra is a Sanskrit word that basically means the wheel of life. And your chakras are energy centers found throughout your body. And there is no scientific evidence of your chakras actually existing. So again, if you are very science-based, you're not going to find literature that confirms the existence of chakras. But this is, again, one of those ancient practices that does have validity. And there are seven chakras. So in order from top to bottom... You have the crown chakra, which is about eight inches above your head. And this chakra is really focused on 
spirituality. So this is where if you have specific intuition or if you are clairvoyant or if you feel like you've always had some sort of a connection to spirit, this is likely where that is coming from. The second chakra is your third eye chakra. And this is just above your eyebrow area, almost in between your two eyebrows. And this is meant to be the chakra of awareness. And also every single chakra is represented by a color. So your crown chakra at the very top um, of your head is the color is violet. And it's really supposed to be your direct connection to, to spirit. So if you have an imbalance or blockage in your chakra, you can conf- you can feel loneliness or a need to compare yourself to others or this fear of death and dying. And then when we move to the third eye chakra, this color is indigo. And this is where you have your intuition and clairvoyance and your ability to, to visualize and manifest. And an imbalance here might be headaches or anxiety and depression, fear of dreams. And then moving into the next chakra is your throat chakra. And this color is represented as blue. And this is really your communication and mental creativity chakra. So if you have an imbalance here, you may have uh, you know, difficulty with communication. You may have low self-esteem or resentment and hostility and inability to speak your truth. So those are I actually had something come up in my Reiki session reading about my throat chakra, which I'll talk about. The next one is moving down, which is really in between your um, two breastbones, and this is your heart chakra, and this color is represented by the color green, and this is really your bridge between the spiritual and the physical world, and like the center of emotional well-being and love and if you have an imbalance in your heart chakra you'll feel sad or angry and the next chakra is called your solar plexus chakra and this is like right above your belly button and this is known as your seat of personal power so if you have an imbalance in your solar plexus chakra, you can have digestion issues or you can feel like you are always holding something in your stomach area, which is definitely a way that I feel often. And there is something that came up in my Reiki session that has to do with my stomach that was absolutely fascinating to me and gave me so much peace. Next is your sacral chakra. And this is the chakra that is located right about where your belly button is a little bit below it. And this color is represented by the color orange and it deals with your creativity, your sexuality, and your emotions. And an imbalance here can be, can resonate from self-esteem issues, overuse of food or sex or alcohol, confusion, jealousy, etc. The last chakra is the root chakra. This is the chakra that's at the base of your spine, and this color is represented in the color red. And this is the chakra that is based in trust, so it it really is what grounds you physically. It's the closest to the ground. It's when you're sitting on the ground, this is what is truly connecting you from the energy in your body to the energy in the ground that is moving physically through the earth. Um, If you have an imbalance in your root chakra, you'll feel things like selfishness or low back feet and leg pain you'll be you'll have fears you know that are afraid of you're afraid of life or something similar to that and what do the chakras represent so your chakras represent specific aspects of your conscious being 
and their main functions and characteristics. So when you go to get a Reiki session, they're ultimately looking, and I, I visualize each chakra as like a mini spinning wheel that if it's functioning properly, all of your wheels should be spinning quickly, like at the speed of light, and they should feel so clear. And if they're not, then you'll experience physical and emotional symptoms that they're not. And so when you're thinking about Reiki and then you're dealing with a practitioner, this practitioner is going to basically be identifying and looking at your energy centers and identifying, you know, if you have or they can identify where you might have blockages and also then give you guidance into how to be more mindful of spiritual gifts that you might have or how to activate energy internally that you know can help you on your spiritual path. So your practitioner should ultimately be able to be very much in attunement with energy and they should be specifically calling upon you and your spirit guides in essence to allow you the ability to open up and have your energy centers properly reflect what is happening internally or around you physically. So one thing that I wanted to dive into when you can, when you have a Reiki session, what actually happens? So we've talked a bit about the purpose of it. It's meant to clear your energy blockages and identify openings in your energy where you might have benefits or where spirituality may come into play for you in a way that you can dig deeper into and basically unlock some, some benefits that your body or your mind might be kind of hiding away from you. So what to expect when you actually have a Reiki session? You'll be laying on the table and your practitioner is likely going to be using things like essential oils, having you do deep breathing. There will likely be some chanting on their side where they're physically and audibly calling to your teachers and your loved ones and your spiritual guides to appear for you and help them identify what messages they're trying to bring across that will benefit you. There's also likely some sort of a sound bowl, which I found so impactful and you can really feel it like reverberating through your soul. And there will also likely be music and then there will be light touch in certain places. So I could feel at one point when she was tapping on my stomach, like this energy going all the way up out of my head and all the way out through my toes. And it was one of the most incredible experiences. And at one point in time, I literally felt like I could feel energy swirling around my entire body as if it was in a circle, like almost as if I was in a whirlpool of my own and my spiritual guide's energy. How to prepare. I was so excited for this session that I almost feel like I tried to over-prepare a little bit. Like I was so excited to get something out of it that... By the time I actually was laying there, I had to be like, oh my God, okay, focus, focus, focus. This is the best. Open up, open up. Make sure that you're opening up. Open up your energy. Open up your chakras. Like, open, open, open. And because of that, I put some pressure on myself that I was a little disappointed in because I felt like instead of just being able to sit there and be relaxed, I had a lot going through my mind, which she also called out. So I think how to prepare is like, be mindful of maybe what your intention of doing a Reiki session is. So go in with an intention. You don't need to tell your practitioner this. In fact, I would urge you not to. 
but it's important to go into the session to have some sort of an intention of what you're hoping to get as an outcome and maybe like three to five questions that you're hoping to be able to talk with them afterwards about or just go in with an open mind. That's the biggest thing. Go in with an open mind, hear what you're told, and then figure out what questions you might have based on the information that you've been provided. I think that that's probably the most important thing. And it is recommended to not have alcohol or caffeine in advance of your Reiki session so that your energy is not impacted by anything external so that you're not super anxious or revved up because you just had a huge thing of coffee or you're not hungover and in a depressive state because alcohol is a, um, I can't think of the word right now, but alcohol is like a bit of a downer. So you don't want to also come in with any negative energy or any energy that's not really like your best self because going into a Reiki session, you want to make sure that you're truly bringing your best self forward and so it just heads up, like you don't have to follow that process. I had coffee in advance and honestly, I almost wish that I hadn't. So looking back, I would absolutely not have coffee in advance of my session. Even though my session was relatively early in the morning, I still would not have had coffee looking back. And then know that when you're going into something like a Reiki session and you're having this performed from a practitioner, it is going to be an energetic pull for you. Like you are going to be using energy. You're going to be calling upon your body and your aura and your spirit guides and like basically the flow of energy that makes up who you are to come to the surface to help this pr practitioner unlock something for you. So afterwards you are going to be tired. Like you are going to feel spent. So I recommend not trying to do a Reiki session on a day when you know that you're going to be super overwhelmed with other activities. Do it on a day when you can come home afterwards, rest, or you can utilize the spa services at wherever you might go. Where we went, they had a steam room, a spa, a pool. You could order food at the cafe. So keep in mind that it might be a nice way for you to decompress afterwards, but I would highly recommend allowing yourself some space and room to decompress, either with friends or family or a trusted loved one or by yourself. Sometimes the in information can be overwhelming. And so I think that that's something to keep in mind is if the information is overwhelming for you, you might want time alone to process what that means before you talk about what you uncovered in your Reiki session. Because I think that that's, it took me a minute to feel like, okay, I'm able to talk to my mom and sister about this now because I told them like, I need a few minutes to kind of, you know, understand exactly what I was told here and how this makes me feel because it can be incredibly, it can feel like one of the highest gifts, but it can also feel like one of the most pressured scenarios afterwards or fearful, honestly. So I think that that's definitely something that you'll want to keep in mind because I want to say that Reiki sessions are ultimately, it's a spiritual process and an energetic process that's your mind and your body should be clear. You should know with certainty what you're going into. And really Reiki can kind of be something that can help fast track you on your spiritual journey. And I will say that one of the most special moments from my Reiki session was when my practitioner told me that when I was 
younger, I had a very close connection to spirit and I was incredibly spiritual. And she said in this lifetime. So at some point in time, I had this very deep connection to spirit, which made me so happy. And she ultimately confirmed for me that I need to continue on the path that I'm on right now because I'm being called back to spirit in a very direct and specific way. And this podcast is a manifestation of that because I have felt compelled to dig deep into who I am, what my purpose is, reading all of these self-help books that focus on wellness and spirituality, Akashic Records, and how to read them and how to read my own meditation and just general spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being. And that call has been an absolute pull, almost as if I was floating out in the open ocean and that life uh, preserver was thrown to me and I could have decided, no, I'm good. I'll just float on my back for a bit or like, you know what? I'll grab onto this. Maybe I could use the extra help. And I actually said, I'm going to take this extra help and I'm going to pull myself into the boat and hop back on so that I'm in the best position. That is truly the spot where I feel I'm at today. And I can start diving into the actual results from my Reiki session. There's a lot to unpack and this is highly personal. So I ask that if I am moving forward vulnerably with sharing this, that you know, hopefully there's nothing but the utmost respect for my experience and for, the, and for the practitioner that I worked with because I don't think I'm going to share all of the details of my session because I think that that is something that my spiritual guides and myself can keep in mind. But I think I will share some of the things that truly this person couldn't have known otherwise. And that makes me incredibly happy. So Let's dive into that next and talk about what my experience was. And then let's dive into a bit of what they told me and where I'm going to go from here and what I'm taking from this experience and what I'm taking from this intel. So one of the most special pieces of information that I got literally blew my mind. So after the session you are basically still laying on the table and then they start or my practitioner started just going through what she was identifying and picking up for me energetically. So she had asked me if I had had a miscarriage, which I have never had a miscarriage. And so I told her no. And I was kind of disappointed. Like, what does this mean? Because it doesn't resonate with me because I've never had a miscarriage. And then she had told me that she was getting this energy and it was very closely associated with my stomach and pregnancy. And then she asked, have you lost anyone during any of your pregnancies? Like, I, I assume that you have children. And I was like, yeah, I have two children. And the only, like, person or special being in my life that I'd lost when I was pregnant was my dog, Harlow. And my daughter now has her middle name because Harlow was truly, like, one of my babies. And then it clicked for me. And she said, that's it. And I said, holy shit, because anyone who knows me knows that Harlow was my baby. I loved her like a child. I would leave work functions early so that I could go see her, hang out with her, snuggle her, take her on a walk. She was truly my everything. I, I have a hard time even like thinking about the time when she, when we lost her because I was the one who found her when she had passed away. 
and it was in our old house and I had a very hard time ever sleeping in that room after I had found her in there. I got rid of all of the bedding because it just, it was something that I couldn't emotionally or energetically deal with knowing that that was kind of where she had, you know, not suffered, but like passed. And that was very hard for me. But to hear a Reiki practitioner tell me that this being is associated with like being one of your children made me so happy and gave me such a sense of comfort because she was my baby. And then she told me she is very attached to you and her energy is with you all the time. And then she asked again, so sorry, you have children, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, she's also with your children like all the time. And that made me so happy and so comforted because in a previous session that I'd done that wasn't Reiki, but it was more of an angel reading he had told me that no, your dog was not reincarnated in your daughter, like her soul, because that was actually one of the questions that I had asked. And he had told me, no, that's not the case. And in a way that made me sad because so many of their characteristics are similar to me that I felt like it could have been possible. So another one of the interesting things that he said was, or I'm sorry, that she said my most recent Reiki practitioner reading was that she can, she can tell that I'm very close with my mom. And I said, yes, my mom's actually here with me today. And she said, that's a very special relationship for you, which it is. She'd also told me that there was a presence, a female presence from my mom's side that was also very close with me, who is always around me. And I'm assuming that to be my grandma who passed a few years ago. And towards the end of her life in particular, we were very close. Um, I would call her on the phone. We would talk while I was working out. I would take her to Taco Bell here and there. I would take her sometimes to her doctor's appointments. And she was just such a special, special woman. And that I had just told my husband two days before randomly, I miss my grandma. Like, I wish I could still talk to my grandma. I really miss her. So to have validation that my grandma was still with me when two days prior after six plus years of her passing, I hadn't really brought her up much to say I miss her. And then to have validation that she is with me made me so happy. There were some things during my session that I think some like made me a little bit fearful for the future, if I'm being completely honest. But I think that some of the really special nuances that this person couldn't have possibly known about me were things like, you're clearly a perfectionist, but you need to let go of some of that because you're going to be blocking opportunities if you take everything on and you need to give yourself some time to rest energetically to allow room for some of those opportunities that are great and best for you to freely flow into your life. And I have been feeling burned out. I have been feeling like I'm taking everything on. I have been feeling like I'm trying to do everything and some of those things are dropping and I'm dropping the ball on certain things because I just don't have the bandwidth or the energy to be able to do everything to the ideal way that I, to do everything in the ideal way that I would want to do it and to do it where I feel like I'm doing a good job all across the board. Like inadvertently, if you put your energy into every single thing except for yourself or yourself energy is kind of the last part of that puzzle, you're going to be up against a rough time. So that was almost good validation for me to hear. It was also really interesting because 
one of the things that she had told me as well was that when I was younger, I was very spiritually connected. I had a really good connection to spirit as a whole, to angels as a whole. And then something happened when I was around seven to 10, she said, she was picking up on that, that kind of halted my energetic and spiritual connection. And now the reason that I'm pursuing some of the things I'm doing right now, and even at this Reiki session is a result of my spiritual guides basically calling me back to where I need to be and that I'm on the right path. And she said that when she was touching the energy around my head, she was overwhelmed with a sense of questioning and a sense of inquiries is actually the exact word she used. She said, you know, you were inquiring about everything and you need to just have, ultimately she said, you need to just have blind faith and know that everything that you're second guessing is actually around you and that you can trust in that and that you can have some like blind faith in that, but that you're on the right path following this spiritual, following your spiritual path right now. This is where you're supposed to be. There's a reason that you're being called to this. One of the most exciting things that she mentioned to me was actually the fact that I'm going to end up meeting a female presence who is going to help me on this path. And that made me so excited. And one very interesting thing after this, my sister, my mom, and I were at the spa and we went into, we went, we were at a day spa and we actually went into the spa, like a hot tub. And we were talking about my Reiki session overall and some of the feedback that she gave me and how I was just so overwhelmed with emotions about it because some of it is very like heavy and deep and it almost feels like there's this pressure because some of what I was told is very anticipatory about the future. And so that gives me a little bit of anxiety, but I'm trying to do my best to really focus on like the day today and also listening to what my body needs. But something that I wasn't aware of was my mom started telling me that her mom's side of the family was very intuitive. And lately I've been really feeling like there's this intuitiveness inside of me and almost like these psychic abilities that I have probably always had and they've adapted or appeared in things like someone's telling me a story about someone or something that's happening in their lives. And I'm like, you know, I feel like you are someone who really loves or appreciates this, or, you know, maybe you should think about it from their perspective because of this. And they're like, that's spot on. Like, whoa, I, how would you even know that? And I think those are ways of me, like almost polishing that craft without me actually identifying that it was a craft to be worked on at all. It was just something I felt like, oh, I really understand people. But there's an intuitive nature to that that I think is not, I think that you need to be aware of it in order to practice it and work on it. It's just like a muscle and I'm becoming more aware of some of those. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's a gift that I have. And as my mom started talking about her side of the family, I had always known that my grandma was really into clairvoyant people and mediums and she had tons of books about connecting with the spiritual world and there were things that she had said before she passed just in general about spirits that she had been seeing or that she felt like were around her that it's hard not to think like okay she's losing it but also at the same time like if you believe in that like I have goosebumps all over my body right now. If you believe in that and you are connected to someone who has that intuitiveness and that ability to see things beyond this current realm, 
not believing them is such a hindrance to your own personal and spiritual growth. And I wish that I would have asked her more questions. I did ask her some, but I don't think that she had the answers at the time in a sense that she could have told me what the purpose of her seeing these things was. But apparently my mom's mom, so my grandma's mom, my mom's mom's mom, my great grandma had been on the porch at her home with one of her grandbabies. And she had this vision. The best way that my mom put it to me was she had a vision of horses trampling the front porch. And that sounds like a really crazy thing to think. So she went inside with her grandson and lo and behold, shortly after that, I again have goosebumps all over my body. Lo and behold, shortly after that, horses somehow had been released or escaped from somewhere and literally trampled their porch. So that is a psychic ability being able to have a vision. So that would be clairvoyance, like clairvision into the future to see something that may potentially happen. And that is an incredibly specific example. And in some of the podcasts that I've been listening to that have, that are hosted by women who have, are having similar experiences to me at this stage, where they started to kind of tap into the fact that there might be some intuitiveness there or some sort of a gift that's very specific to the spiritual side or the energetic side. And also just this, this otherworldly side of them they've started to openly share that with their family members only to be told that their family members before them had maybe not talked about this much, but had similar gifts and similar intuitions and similar ideas or similar perspectives. And to me, that is so fascinating because I, I feel like this isn't necessarily something that out of nowhere you just are, you know, it just drops on you. It has to come from somewhere and to me, it feels like this has to be lineage based or it has to be based on, you know, some sort of spiritual karma or, you know, spirit guides that have continuously been reborn into the same familial trees or ancestral lines to solve or bring forth something that maybe hadn't been finalized in prior lives. So that just makes me feel like my connection to my ancestral line like my gut intuition tells me that there's something there. And if I just allow myself to feel into it and go into more meditative states and really, you know, try to dive into the Akashic records and better understand or ask questions that are meaningful, I'll probably get some answers from that perspective. So that is one of the things that I'm most looking forward to about just digging a little bit deeper into what this might mean. And something that was really special is that after my Reiki session, she gave me a hug, said like, please stay well. And also I do angel readings, but I don't tell people about them much. Like you should come back and we should do one. And an angel reading is basically, it, it sounds a little frou-frou, but ultimately what it is, is it's kind of a, the same thing as if you were to get a reading from a medium where this person is able to identify with angelic beings that surround themselves by you. So your specific angel beings, and they will call them into, you know, into awareness to help provide insight and answers that will specifically benefit your life or your healing or your purpose on this planet. 
in ways that you just may not be able to get otherwise without that person who's able to tap into that energetic field and really garner insight from those specific light beings that work with you to ultimately hopefully lead you on this path of you know you identifying how to be your highest self and what that might look like so all in all it was a super overwhelming session i have thought about it almost every day since and during the sessions so afterwards you traditionally will have time to ask some questions of your practitioner based on what they had told you because my practitioner actually ended up going like 20 minutes longer with me during my actual energetic session than she had planned on. So she had to really rush me out of there, which was a total disadvantage because I would have loved to ask her more questions. But the only question I asked was, am I on the right path? And she had said, yes, you are absolutely on the right path. And your spiritual guides have led you to this point because you are on the right path and you need to stay on this path. So that made me incredibly happy. And one thing to keep in mind is that for me, at least I'm not someone I, I like to plan, but it's very difficult for me to plan for an unplanned outcome. So for instance, I wasn't aware of what information I was going to get from my Reiki practitioner. So I could have prepared some questions. And I, I think I, I would have maybe now knowing what I had heard, but it's hard to prepare questions when you have no idea what the information is going to be that's going to come out of the session. Because you could say, oh, let me look through my notes and then nothing may be relevant. I'm very much someone that I, I want to be able to feel intuitively in that moment what I want to ask and what I want to glean from this other person. So the only question that I had was, am I on the right path? And it sounds like based on her response that my spiritual guides are confirming, yes, I'm on the right path and I need to stick with it. This is not something or, and not a time for me to give up. It is worth keeping in mind that a Reiki session is energetically draining from the sense that someone is tapping into your energy fields and every single one of your seven chakras and clearing those chakras for you so that means then you know that it takes a lot of it's a lot of energy moving throughout your body away from your body around your body and it can be exhausting we had a huge event that evening and I was so tired and drained and it I've read tips that say that after a Reiki healing, you should really give yourself time to relax and time for your body to recuperate. You don't need to necessarily drink water in the same way that you would if you were to have a massage, but I think that it's something that it is quite exhausting. So if you're able to go home and take a nap and kind of just be within yourself and really allow yourself to take in the information, it's going to be a benefit to you. Um, I also think... One thing that is probably worth talking about is how do you even know if this is right for you? First of all, if this does not resonate with you in any way, shape, or form, then it is not right for you. You won't be energetically ready to receive any of the messages that are coming through. You will probably give off bad energy. And I think if I were an energetic healer and this were my role, it would be very disappointing to try to work with someone and their spiritual guides to uncover you know, something light that might help them on their life's purpose only to know that your entire being is energetically blocked and you're not able to get much. I, I would imagine that that would be a little bit frustrating, though I'm sure it's quite common. If this sounds like a whole crock of shit to you, then you know don't do it. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. It's not cheap. So rightly so. Like This is a practice that I think it takes 
practice, truly. It's like yoga. It's not something that you just pick up one day and you're suddenly super flexible and can do all of these moves. No, it is called a yoga practice because there are a lot of things involved, like mental, spiritual, and truly like emotional and physical for sure. So if this sounds like something that would ease your mind in any way, shape or form, or you feel like you have some sort of a spiritual side that you might have lost, or you're curious in a way like a positive, if you're positively curious and you're excited or it gives you this little, oh my gosh, I'd love to try that, but I don't know what I'm, I'd hear I'm a little afraid. I would say lean into that intuition and you know, you might be someone who needs time to figure out what that response might look like instead of just jumping at the opportunity, take it. Like these practitioners will be around, but if it sounds like something that would be a benefit to you or you're, you have some questions that you're hoping to get some guidelines around or some responses around, I would say absolutely give it a try. I think also it's it's important to probably not overthink what the process might look like because I think that I overthought the process a bit and I kept having to tell myself, relax, 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 relax. Like give into this, give into this, give into this because I wanted it so badly to work and I wanted so badly to get information. But even if you're just relaxed or asleep on the table, they're still going to be able to get information from you so I wouldn't be concerned about it working even if, or not working, even if you're not 100% open to it. But I would say if you're concerned about it not working because you're nervous, that's one thing. But if you're going into it thinking this is never going to work because I don't believe it, it likely will not work. So in closing, I would highly recommend anyone that has found this to be an insightful podcast episode to look into where you can potentially get a Reiki session and just give it a try. I feel like this is not something that you'll necessarily like want to try on your own in the sense that if you hadn't heard about it from someone, it might be like, oh, I'd never heard of that. I have, I would never have sought that out. But given that you found this episode, it's likely me, you know, it's likely meaningful it means that maybe you should give it a try and maybe that this is you know the universe's way of saying that this is something that you should be looking into so in closing thank you again so much for listening I'm very interested if anyone goes and does a Reiki session or has had a Reiki session in the past I would love your insight or experiences or any tips or if you're in the Bay Area and you have a practitioner that you absolutely love working with send all of the deets my way all of the recommendations Until next time, this is Kylie Says.